from Sydney, 7 News with Sally Bowery. Good afternoon. In just over 24 hours, the vote count will begin and the race for Macquarie Street will be over. Today was the final full day of campaigning and both leaders were blitzing key battleground seats in Western Sydney where the election's expected to be won or lost. We'll go first to reporter Chris Ma, who's spent the day with Chris Minns. Well, it's election eve and Labor leader Chris Minns has appeared, as he has done right through the last week of this campaign, relaxed but predicting a tight result tomorrow. Now, Mr Minns was up early this morning to win votes, touring the Flemington markets, talking to stallholders. Then it was to Auburn, a safe Labor seat, but an opportunity to highlight Labor's promises to involve local manufacturers in the construction of government infrastructure like trains. Now interestingly the next stop was Eastwood in the government seat of Ryde held by the Liberals by a big margin. Now the Premier was there yesterday. It shows the Ryde electorate will be one to watch tomorrow. Today the Labor leader has made just the one promise if he wins government the first legislation will be guaranteeing Sydney water can't be sold off. If Labor is elected on Saturday, the first legislation we will move through the New South Wales Parliament is to put Sydney water in the New South Wales Constitution, stopping future governments from enacting a backdoor fire sale of essential assets owned by the people of this state. Meantime, comments by Labor's South Coast candidate that problem gambling is mainly a problem for cultural groups in Sydney's West has seen Mr Minns respond. I've spoken to Liza. She regrets those comments. She did misspeak. I want to make it clear that problem gambling is an issue across New South Wales. The Labor leader's last stop today here in Parramatta. It's a government seat, but the ALP is now increasingly confident they can take this electorate tomorrow. Thank you, Chris. Well, the Premier began his day on the North Shore before heading west. And at this hour, the Premier's final push to win New South Wales continues, as Paul Caddock reports. Good afternoon. With so many seats in play at this election, as you'd imagine, the Premier has been trying to cover a lot of ground on this last full day of campaigning. Starting this morning in the once reliably blue seats of Willoughby and North Shore, which at this election has seen prominent teal independent campaigns. Have you done enough to win tomorrow? Oh, I believe so. You know, it's a very important election for the people of our state um, and uh, it's a choice uh, with the Liberals and the Nationals with our long-term economic plan to take our state forward or to stall and go backwards under Labor. Well, I'm so excited. I think I think a really good feedback here. People really love the work that Dom's doing. Quite amazing that uh, the Premier is so frequently in the seat, as is the Treasurer, I might say. So the community here say they've never seen the Treasurer and the Premier here so often. Joining the Premier on the campaign trail today, wife Helen and one-year-old daughter Celeste speaking up while the Premier was making his pitch to families. It's grown our economy and will ensure hundreds of thousands of jobs continue to be, continue to flourish. Uh, and setting up families today to build a brighter future for our children and their children. That's the way Celeste saying she agrees. <laughs> the Liberals hold Penrith by 0.6%. It is a key Labor target and where I caught up with Dominic Perrottet about his final message to the people of New South Wales. What do you want voters to think about when they step into the, uh, the polling place tomorrow? Uh, to focus on our economic plan that Liberals have to, uh, to protect uh, you and your family. This afternoon also seeing a visit to Holsworthy, which the Liberals currently hold by uh, an estimated 6%. Its candidate, Tina Ayer, defeated uh, a long-serving Liberal MP, Melanie Gibbons, to be the Liberal candidate here. Melanie Gibbons instead running in Kiama. 
With polls so close, just one of many seats to watch when counting begins tomorrow night. Back to you. And state political reporter Amelia Brace will join me a little later in the bulletin for more on this. And 7 News will, of course, be the place to watch the battle unfold tomorrow as New South Wales decides. Our panel of experts and insiders will have every breaking development with full coverage from five. Well, fire at a popular winery in the Hunter Valley has left wedding plans of dozens of couples in chaos. Firefighters are investigating whether a lightning storm sparked the blaze. Bill Hogan explains. Good afternoon. Well, the owners of this Pukholban vineyard are absolutely devastated by the destruction this fire has caused, sparing very little to their beloved function space here at the Tamberlin Organic Wine. This was the blaze they were faced with. It was sparked around 9.30 last night and quickly spread throughout the wooden structure. Firefighters from around the region rushed to the scene. 50 members from Fire and Rescue New South Wales and the RFS helped to battle the blaze. Predominantly made from timber, uh, very, very flammable. Uh, it does burn quite hot quite quickly. But just given the intensity of the fire, the, the beams in both the floor and the ceiling uh, gave way. Mark Davidson has owned this vineyard for almost 40 years. His family built the venue on the property 23 years ago. It was a special place to him and a place for special occasions. This is a really popular time for people to get married and come to the valley. Autumn's the best time of the year in the Hunter Valley, I reckon. Whatever we can do to make sure those um, people who'd planned their weddings here won't be disappointed. The venue was booked out with weddings until winter. Around 50 tough phone calls for the organiser now as they offer contingencies, including one scheduled for tomorrow, Cypress Lakes Golf Club saving the day. Crews have remained on scene, putting out spot fires where smoke starts to smoulder. An investigation into how it was sparked is now underway. One line of inquiry will be whether it was the lightning from a wild storm that hit late last night.